Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to week 15 of the Football Guys Daily Fantasy Hour, all presented by Roto Grinders. Great to be with you. I am Dan Bach. Joining me, uh, the brothers Lee, John, and Austin for another fun-filled week of Daily Fantasy Talk here. Uh, Austin, welcome to the show today. Kind of sporty, I'm noticing, with the old jersey tonight. Yeah, I was feeling like it was a Jersey-worthy night. Uh, I was kind of excited that uh, the Falcons won their last game. I was not expecting that. And I'm still kind of, uh, I don't know, smiling to myself because of how we were discussing John's wardrobe again before the show. <laughs> exactly. And John Lee joining us today. Uh, you know, John, like, I never know what to expect from you because you show up a couple of minutes before the show starts where Austin and I are you know, always early, like we're supposed to be, but it doesn't give us time to discuss things like this before the show. So we have to do it on the show. And the question is, what the hell are you wearing? What, what <laughs> is this shirt that you have on here? What is that? It's I, it's a, it's a, a very cold time in uh, Philadelphia history right now. The winds are whipping around um, I, I've just been cold for about 24 hours, so I put on this. Uh, it's a um, it's called Cool uh, K U H L, um, but I will say it is kind of cool as well. Um, and it's really warm, and I I wore it outside today. And um, I pointed out to you fellas that I've got my nice deep uh, dark stout to uh, do the show with today. So I've got all this cold weather stuff going on here in Philadelphia, and I'm. Uh, I won't say that I'm uh, I'm je- I'm jealous of you guys this week because it, it's really cold here. Uh, I thought you were saying well, it was cold in Philadelphia because Carson Wentz is out for the season. Well, that too. Yeah. 
Oh man. I mean, I, I don't know, John, like I'm going to, I want to give you a pass for the cold weather, but I think you're just trying to bring back that like nineties fashion that you loved so much, you know, when you were a middle-aged guy, you know, but unfortunately that's, that's not going to work here. Uh, but nonetheless, I'm here to class it up with the collared shirt and uh, we're going to have fun today talking week 15 here on the football guys show. And uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on at Football Guys and Roto Grinders this week. We actually got some cool stuff going on on both places. So, uh, Austin, first off, Football Guys, what we got? So, to celebrate the DraftKings Live Final, we have a couple of DraftKings articles that are free over there this week. We've got our uh, GPP domination article as well as our stacks article are going to be free. And we've also got sort of a site agnostic uh, article called Exposed that talks about wide receiver cornerback matchups that we have for free as well. You can check that out at footballguys.com slash DFS. Awesome stuff. Please subscribe over there. You know, I know the, the year is coming to a close, but I'll tell you what, the daily fantasy content's great. And, uh, and definitely, you know, next year for your season long content, for sure. I'll tell you what, best in the business. Uh, also over at Road, Roto Grinders this week, might have heard us promote it. If not, make sure you tune in Sunday all afternoon. That's right. We are doing an all-encompassing second screen sweat show for everybody starting at one o'clock. Going to be going all the way until the end of the early games. We'll be uh, doing lineup builds for the afternoon only for the primetime slates. We'll be using our results DB and kind of check the player exposures in the tournaments, doing late swaps. Uh, having a good time, and uh, hopefully you guys can enjoy that while you watch the football game. So trying something new. You know, we were inspired by DraftKings trying new things. So I said, you know what, let's try a new thing here on Sunday afternoons. And, uh, of course, we'll also be monitoring the big DraftKings final. Good luck to everybody who's going to be down in Miami for that $2 million up for grabs. So uh, big stuff there. Uh, all right, let's get to – what you've all been waiting for. You know, we probably should put this at the end of the show because typically when you have good segments, you like to make people wait. But for whatever reason, it just fits in the opening. And that's Loser's Lane this week. And if you missed last week, uh, I didn't have time to put together a Loser's Lane. So I said that to John and Austin, whoever lost can do a duet with me la uh, this week. And I will do all the heavy lifting in terms of coming up with the idea, the lyrics, all that good stuff. And I'm a man of my word, am I not, Austin? Oh, yeah, yeah, You came through, you picked an excellent song, you did uh, the majority of the lyric writing, I just did a couple of little tweaks at the end. It was uh, a, a pleasure to lose with you. <laughs> well, I'm glad I lost with you too, because you did a fine job on the editing, and I know for a fact, if it was me and John who had to do this, it would have been 100x worse than we ended up with on this thing because a i know for a fact john could not do what you did in this nope. he would be like what is this nope. i've never even heard of this thing this is just too young for me uh, but awesome this was right in your wheelhouse and uh everybody we had a lot of fun with this one i'll tell you what uh, I've written a number of these this year probably too many that i'd like to speak of this one was by far the hardest but I still think it's actually one of my favorite ones we've ever done. So let's take a stroll down Loser's Lane. And you will find me on Loser's Lane. 
Cause I'm the week's loser, yes I'm the real loser All you other big losers can hail the king My lineups were dead for the night When you add up all of those inches It'll be the difference between winning and losing This is why this show is like no other in fantasy sports You don't find that anywhere else With so little drama at FBG, it's kind of easy to be an Austin L double E. But I somehow, some way, keep normalizing strength of schedule like every single day. May I talk a little bit about our G here? Making good content for the G's. Now, two in the morning, draft party still jumping, kids staying at home. Couch grinding out data, making it strong, and they ain't done till six in the morning. Six in the morning. So what you wanna do? Huh, I got a bunch of sleeper picks and my homeboys do too. So turn on the lights and hit record. But but what? Don't ever play, Gino. Yeah, Austin seen last Jedi soon. Dipping picks going gray and Dan lost his due. Strolling losers lane, rolling value. Hoping my team breaks loose. Game stack. With my mind on my lineup and my lineup on my mind. Strolling losers lane. Rolling value, hoping my team breaks loose. Game stack. With my mind on my lineup and my lineup on my mind. All right, there you have it. Losers Lane, Dan and Austin. Little little gin and juice for you, Austin. I know you were so excited about this one because it gave you a reason to wear that wig that you bought before the year started that you had not been able to break out. <laughs> yeah, I, all last year you guys had all these crazy wigs, and I was like, "Dang, man, I'm missing out on all the fun with the wigs." So I just bought them in advance, and this was the moment I had been waiting for. <laughs> you know, I, I don't normally monitor chat during this, but I decided to do it tonight. And the consensus is Austin is by far like the best one out of the three of us in terms of like being able to keep beats and whatnot, and. Uh, you know, he proved it once again this week. But so what do you think, John? Did we, did we do it justice? Did we do the duet justice? Yeah, you definitely did well. Uh, I, you know, it's a, it's a good one to go out on. And next week we'll have our compilation. And, uh, you know, but I, I was saying during the break, it's worth pointing out to everybody that, uh, you know, of the three of us, um, I think it's very clear that only one of us has any degree of um, staying on tune or, or in beat. And, <laughs> Um, it's not us, Dan. It's not you and I. Um, if, I, if it weren't for Austin, we'd have to go to like, I don't know, poetry or something. Yeah, I mean, I am, again, I'm just so thankful that Austin lost last week because <laughs> as, who, who knows what you would have made me do, John? You would have probably maybe do like the theme of the love boat or something like that just because it's like your era. Like, I have no not, idea. That's, that's not, not a bad, bad. idea. <laughs> All right, we've got Daily Fantasy Football to talk about here. And before we do, though, i got to give some props to both FanDuel and DraftKings on a couple of things we've got going on this week. Number one, really dig in what DraftKings is doing this week. They've got a $1 million tournament. It's a three-entry max tournament. Now, the buy-in's a little high maybe for some at 555 but they also have a 200 k guaranteed with a $4 buy-in three entry max. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, these limited entry tournaments and I'm just happy that they kind of up the ante this week. So I hope you support them and give that a try. And then how about this? I don't know if you guys saw this, but FanDuel rolled out a flex and super flex leagues 
which got rid of kickers, got rid of defenses, and could even give you potentially two quarterbacks to play. I don't know about you, John, but I'm kind of giddy about this thing. I thought it was really cool. You know, that FanDuel kind of yeah. was in my – they were in my doghouse when they took away the Sunday night game this week. But this uh, this at least opens up the the door to that doghouse. I, as soon as I saw it this evening, they have a uh, Saturday to Monday night contest, $25, two max entry. Uh, I max entered it the moment I saw it because, uh, you know, I want to support these contests. Let's make sure we fill them up so they keep building them and building them bigger. Absolutely. You nailed it, John. All right, let's get to our injury update this week. And we got to start with the biggest one of the week. Carson Wentz is going to be on injured reserve. He's done for the year. Nick Foles takes over at quarterback here, Austin. And, uh, you know, this is a huge, huge move on so many levels outside of fantasy because I think it opens up the NFC to a lot of other teams to potentially, you know, get to the Super Bowl now. Uh, But Nick Foles this week, you know, Let's just talk about him right now. He is like the stone minimum, I think, at quarterback at 5K or darn close to it, or 6K over on FanDuel this week. DraftKings, he's a little bit higher in the mid-fives. But I'm curious, you know, normally I think in this situation we just kind of avoid it and see how it plays out. But it's the Giants. And this team, as we saw last week, sucks and just doesn't care anymore about this season. Can we consider Nick Foles this week in DFS? Yeah, I think you can, especially over at FanDuel, where he is that 6000 price. Not in cash games. This is a GPP play, but he's a veteran enough quarterback. The matchup is right, uh, and the price is right. So I think you got to consider him for a GPP exposure here. You agree with that, John? Or can we even remotely consider him for cash? Uh, I wouldn't consider him for cash. I, I mean, I think GPP is fine, but I... You know, the thing here is uh, if you've been watching kind of the snap counts and the, the way they've been distributing the ball there in Philadelphia, uh, each week, Jay Ajayi is getting more and more ensconced in that offense. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for them to really kind of just feed him the ball. They can beat they can beat this team on the ground. The Giants have given up. We know that. And uh, they've got a pretty darn bad rush defense. I think they're 25th DVOA. And, um, you know, this is a situation where maybe you get some confidence on Foles by just – dishing the ball off to this uh, this running back and letting him get the win and then, uh, you know, kind of build Foles up slowly going into the playoffs. You know, John, you're already impressing us with your wardrobe. You don't need to use big words like ensconced, okay? <laughs> I just want to let you know. Uh, Josh McCown, he has got a hand injury. He's not going to play. He is out this week. Bryce Petty gets a visit to New Orleans. Don't play Bryce Petty. Uh, We'll talk about New Orleans a little bit later. Tom Savage, concussion, really scary situation last week. Was like, I don't think it was a true seizure. Maybe the the scientist slash former doctor or former professor, not a former doctor, former professor John can explain to us what happened to him. But um, really scary moment out there. And then he came back into the game. There's zero chance he's playing this week, I think, John. what what i mean you're the you're the scientist you 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 have any idea places i'll tell you uh i did not know when i saw him do the the you know it looked like uh cornholio on on his back remember cornholio with uh beavis and butthead that's what he was doing uh and i couldn't figure it out so um i actually posted in uh some of our private discussion there on football guys and through some back and forth discussion with uh first adam harstead followed up by uh dr gene uh, it's called a fencing reaction, and it, it's very, uh, very typical of 
um, brain brain injuries. So it's uh, very, very, da uh, not dangerous, but very indicative of having a, a concussion. And it was surprising they put him back in because uh, I think we all saw it from television. It's hard to believe that somebody on the field didn't stop him. In terms of his, uh, his backup, TJ Yates, um, he killed me last week because I wanted all those points with Savage. But this week, I don't think you can go to him at all against the Jacksonville Jaguar defense. Uh, they've just been lights out all season. This is a total avoid situation, uh, much like we just talked about with Bryce Petty against New Orleans. I kind of think there's a good chance Tyrod Taylor returns this week. He's already practicing. Uh, big game for them against Miami. Uh, but the biggest thing to talk about here, Aaron Rodgers returning this week, Austin, and a lot to play for. I mean, this is an NFC, as we talked about, wide open. And, uh, you know, obviously I think if they're not in contention to – potentially sneak into the playoffs they're sitting Aaron Rodgers here but that's not the case uh but road game against Carolina how are you approaching a Raj this first game back uh it's not the easiest matchup on his way back but Carolina's uh pass defense has been on the decline a little bit over the last five weeks um you know they've allowed an average of two touchdowns a game to quarterbacks over the last five so it may not be as bad of a spot as we would have thought midseason here. Um, so I really like what this is going to do for Rodgers' pass catchers. Jordy Nelson has been a complete afterthought with Brett Hundley at quarterback. And I think this gives uh, Jordy Nelson a nice boost as a GPP play this week. Yeah, and I got to, you know, kind of kudos here <laughs> to the sites for realizing Rodgers might be coming back and actually – boosting his salary ahead of time rather than waiting because he's been playing at like a 4k level like I think he was like 4k a couple weeks ago and let's yeah. face it if he was that salary this week with Rodgers coming back he would have been you know 90% owned in cash games but they boosted him up to a level where he's basically the same salary as Devontae Adams and that makes you think about it just a little bit uh let's get to running backs Alvin Kamara supposed to return this week from his concussion uh, against the New York Jets, super strong favorite. He's going to be, um, you know, in a really good spot here this week. Adrian Peterson, doubtful. I don't think we'll probably see him play maybe the rest of the season with Arizona kind of out of contention. Uh, Kerwin Williams likely to get the reps in this situation. And then Gio Bernard today, John, kind of popped up as uh, did not practice, questionable. Joe Mixon did not practice. He's questionable. I don't think we're going to see either of these two, or excuse me, not going to see Mixon this week. It's probably too early to say on Bernard, but he's had a heavy workload the last couple of weeks. Um, what's the situation there and the off chance that he doesn't play? Again, we do this on Wednesday. Tons of things can change, but where are we at on the off chance he's out this week? Well, I mean, if he's out, uh, really the next guy up in line, and, and the only other person they have on their roster is Brian Hill. Uh, and, and we haven't seen a whole lot of Brian Hill uh, he's a fifth round draft pick. He played for, uh, played earlier this season for your team, right? Yeah. He played for, for, yep. um, for the, the Falcons, Atlanta Falcons. We don't know a whole lot about him, but what we do know is he's going to go up against, uh, the Minnesota Vikings. And while the Vikings were trounced last week by, uh, Jonathan Stewart, I mean, who saw that coming outside of that game, they haven't allowed a hundred yard rusher all season. I think they bounced back this week, uh, at home. Uh, I don't think that there's anything here to be looking at, even with Brian Hill at minimum price. So if Bernard is in and he gets 86% of the snaps. He's a complete avoid for you. I know the price is up from where it was, but it's not like it's out of, you know, crazy yeah. by any standard. I think 59 on DraftKings. 
53 on DraftKings. 53. I mean, we had we had him last week, right? We we loved him last week at 3,000. But let's be honest, they scored seven points last week against the Chicago Bears. What are we? What are we at at home, no less, right? So, what are we to think that they're going to do this week in Minnesota when Minnesota's coming off of a tough loss? I think this is a total avoid for the entire offense, and that includes AJ Green. Uh, Byron Marshall, he's got a hamstring injury, so he's out for the year. Samaje P. Ryan's all they got left out there in Arizona. Not the best matchup potentially um, on paper, but again, another guy who kind of like we saw with Bernard, he's just going to get, he's probably going to play like 85% of the snaps uh, at that position. So that automatically puts him in play. And then keep our eye on Tevin Coleman as well, Austin. He's kind of your neck of the woods. Looks like he's questionable with the concussion. That's a Monday night game. Probably not too relevant for us here today. You know, Monday, you know, uh, or Sunday night, Monday games. Maybe that's going to be pay off a little bit more, but tough here on a Wednesday to diagnose that. Uh, We've got Robert Woods returning here against Seattle. How much does this downgrade Cooper Cup for you, Austin? Is this like a heavy, heavy downgrade on this news? Yeah, it is. I mean, Seattle secondary has been struggling with their injuries and stuff and such, but with Woods coming back, it kind of takes me off of these pass catchers. I think it sort of divides the work up a little bit more. Uh, Sure. You can play cup in, in GPPs, but he won't be high on my exposure list. Yeah. uh, I think it's, he was just uh, volume was naturally going to kind of filter a little bit more his way when you took Woods out of the mix Reynolds, you know, he was fine for a couple games, got a red zone look, but uh, yeah, I kind of in agreement with you there. Kelvin Benjamin, doubtful with a knee against Miami. John, you can play your guy from East Carolina again, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm off of most of this passing game, especially, uh, we, you know, last week. How much fun was that for the record? I mean, that, that game last week, how much fun was that just to watch? That was nuts. And yeah. then the two-point conversion was- <laughs> thing that didn't work out? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was, I mean, that was a crazy game. I'll, I'll tell you the one thing about that game that I noticed is, and no coincidence here, that the oldest guy in the league, I don't know if he is, but feels like it, Frank Gore, got like 38 carries that day. Yeah. But it made all the sense in the world because, A, when you're old, you're not fast anymore, and nobody can run fast in the snow, so might as well put him in there. And then, B, like when you're old, John, you can relate to this. Like, you know, when you fall, things hurt more. So if you can fall on like, you know, 10 inches of snow, it's a nice little cushion for you. So they use Frank Gore in the correct fashion. Way to go, Indianapolis. Yeah, they certainly did. It was uh, as soon as I saw the weather after the, the, the Sunday morning RG show that I do with uh, – well, typically with Dean and Justin, the moment I saw the weather on Twitter, I started cramming Frank Gore into every lineup I could get him into because of his price and because I knew he was going to see a ton of carries in that weather. And uh, it certainly paid off. Now that we're getting off course, let's get back to the. No, but, but one, one note, one more note on Frank Gore, though, is I would not want anything to do with him on a short week off of 38 carries, even in the fluffy snow this week. He plays on Thursday. So for those playing on Thursday, yeah. I actually think Marlon Max is kind of interesting. So throwing that out. And it's against uh, Denver as well. It's not a, not a yeah. defense I want to go up against anyhow. Um, yeah, back to Buffalo. There's not a whole lot to like in this in this uh, passing game anymore. That it just it's too difficult to figure out because we don't know what quarterbacks there. Zay Jones has been very inefficient all season. Deontay Thompson is the one flyer there that seems to be uh, somewhat consistent, but 
uh, overall, it's just not something that I love, even though the matchup is great against Miami, who, um, who outside of last week has looked really bad in, uh, in their secondary. Uh, Mari Cooper, doubtful again with this ankle injury, did not, uh, did not practice here today. And, you know, that's a Sunday night football game. So, again, not on the main slate. You know, we love FanDuel with being the innovation of adding the flex, but do pretty much despise the fact that they did keep Sunday night football off this week's slate. So, to that, you know, that was awful, awful decision there. Uh, and then Juju Smith-Schuster will come back from the suspension in this, uh, what should be a shootout against New England. Over to the tight end spot, Rob Gronkowski. Back from his one-game suspension, same with Zach Ertz. Wasn't a suspension, but uh, looks like he has cleared a a concussion protocol. Should be good to go against the Giants. I mean, uh, man, tight end against the Giants who scores a bunch of touchdowns. Seems like a pretty good bet to get it done this week. So I think he's a a guy to look at. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, doubtful. Uh, This kind of popped up for me here, John. Um, what do we make of this one? I mean, this is a guy who's been getting a lot more looks in the red zone lately uh, the last couple of weeks. If he is out, do those filter anywhere in particular? Thoughts on Rudolph potentially not playing? Yeah, well, if Rudolph's not playing, it's going to be some combination of David Morgan and Blake Bell. And while Blake Bell might have been the tight end you wanted to play in, uh, in college uh, fantasy football back in the day, you're not playing him in uh, NFL anymore. You know, this is um, this is a, a good matchup for a, a number of players. Uh, Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, Thielen. I, I take a lot of uh, slack on Twitter about how I say his name. Um, it's Thielen. It, it's uh, it's of French origin, but whatever. Uh, it, I, I'm just looking at you guys' faces. That makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> These are both good matchups. The, the Cincinnati defense is really banged up. Uh, last week, I think they were missing five starters on defense. And um, we saw what Jordan Howard did to them. So I think that puts these running backs in play. Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon are both in play. And um, on the outside, last week, Kirk Patrick and Adam Jones were both out. If those guys um, on at near the end of this week are out again, I think you can look at Diggs and Thielen as well. Um, really like this Minnesota Vikings offense in general against this uh, against the Bengals. Jordan Reed also uh, was only a matter of time. He's on the IR. He is done for the season. We'll talk about Vernon Davis a little bit later in the show. Uh, Chalk talk. Let's start at the quarterback position here, guys, and we'll begin with Russell Wilson. How do we not play him in cash at this point in time, Austin? I mean, he did it against the toughest defense in the league on the road. And if he can do it there, I think he can do it anywhere. And he has been just locked in week after week. I'm assuming he's your cash game guy this week. Yeah, he's at the top of my cash game list, no doubt. I mean, he's got four games in a row with at least three touchdowns. And against Jacksonville, he had 50 rushing yards and three touchdowns. You know, the Rams aren't a pushover defense here, but they're not as good as Jacksonville, I would say. So yeah, I'm playing Wilson and cash. Yeah, I think so too, John. And, um, you know, I think he's going to be a GPP play. I think he's just in a complete smash spot. It's, you know, and maybe that's not the right term because again, the Rams, their defense, one thing they don't do great is stop the run. But, you know, again, we saw it versus Jacksonville. This is a huge game for that division here for Seattle. So uh, I like him a ton. Um, We kind of already touched up a little bit on Nick Foles, but I want to get to Ben versus Brady with you, tip and pick. Um, You know, I really think, 
and I missed it in terms of just an, analyzing that game. But man, Monday night just looked like the Patriots were checked out already looking forward to this game versus, uh, versus Pittsburgh. And I can't believe I missed it. Like it's the most obvious spot against the dog team on Monday night. Uh, but you know, you live and you learn. So I'm not putting that much into that Brady performance a week ago. What about you? Yeah. And you shouldn't, I mean, Brady and Belichick, these guys are, are amongst the class of the league in terms of preparation and, and being, being ready for a game. And last week, Hey, um, everybody has a bad week now and then, uh, even you, Dan. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is a situation where I expect them to bounce back. Um, you know, the, it's going to be an interesting game because I think, and I've been saying this pretty much all season, I think the Steelers secondary is horrid, but they haven't been tested. And uh, lately, since Joe Hayden went down, they've started to show some chinks, but they still haven't seen a good quarterback. And we'll talk a little bit more about this later um, in, in some of my notes, but they haven't seen a good quarterback all season outside of maybe Matthew Stafford. Stafford threw for 425 yards, but he didn't get a touchdown. I think all that could change this weekend. And because of that, that puts Roethlisberger in play because he's going to be pushed to try to keep pace with the Patriots. Both of these quarterbacks are in play, um, but I don't think either one of them are chalk in terms of, uh, of in terms of cash games. I think they're both GPP guys. The one guy we haven't talked about is Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton's squarely in play, and I think he'll be uh, amongst some of the highest owned players in terms of uh, quarterbacks this weekend going up against Green Bay. I don't know. I don't know if people like playing Cam. I mean, 140 yards passing. They hardly threw the ball at all last week. Uh, I, I almost feel like that's not what they're trying to do anymore is, is spotlight Cam. I mean, yes, Funchess is fine, but uh, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think Cam is chalky. I mean, again, it's Wednesday. It's hard to know where uh, everything's going to end up. But I really – he's not a guy that popped for me. What do you think, Austin? The matchup would say you should consider him, but Cam's thrown under 200 yards in five out of his last six games. So I, I just don't see it. I mean, he's yeah. getting some rushing production, but not at the crazy levels to make up for these like 160 yard passing games for me. And he had that one run last game that was like 60 yards. Like he got a bunch of it on just one chunk play. And obviously that can happen again. Uh, and I will say though, like having Aaron Rodgers there, Right. gives you a little bit more back and forth that you wouldn't have with Brett Hundley more than likely. So the pace might be a little bit different. So uh, especially from a game stack side of things, if you want to, you know, run some of those Green Bay wide receivers, get some cam in there and stack it up, game stack, uh, you can do that. So uh, top five owned quarterback, mark my words, top, top, top five owned quarterback yep. going out of the limb, top five. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I won't say Go higher. No, I'll go. I won't four, say I won't go higher than four. Okay, okay. <laughs> Spoken like a true I'm scientist. The things I don't want to do. <laughs> Loser's lane is done, John. You can't lose <laughs> any more bets. <laughs> uh, okay, some value uh, at this position. We already talked about Foles. What do we think of uh, Garoppolo here? Um, you know, this is a game which. I'm not going to lie. You know, you always look at the lines and you're like, okay, what kind of looks off? We got a, a team here in Tennessee that's nearly winning the division. They're like one game behind the winning the division and are a two-point underdog against a team that's won, what, two games all year long? Uh, 
man, I mean, Garoppolo last week got it done, and that was a game that, like, I felt like he could even add better stats than he ended up with. Uh, what do you think about him versus the Titans, Austin? Yeah, I've got him at the top of my GPP list, uh, but I agree with you. That line feels really weird to me. Uh, if, if San Francisco really is going to win this game, then maybe Garoppolo doesn't get as much run as I, I thought he would. But if you're going to play him, I like his price at FanDuel more than I do at DraftKings. That 7,300 is a sweet spot. Do you got thoughts on that game, John? Uh, I'll just add that Tennessee is kind of a funnel defense. They're really tough up front. So it's going to force, uh, it's going to force some action through the air. And Garoppolo has two, two games, basically 300 yard games in both of his starts. Uh, this is um, arguably probably his toughest matchup of those three, but it's still nothing to be afraid of against Tennessee's secondary. All right. At running back this week, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kenyon Drake. Chalk week, uh, very cheap this week, 5,800 on DraftKings, 6,500 on FanDuel. And this is what happens when sites price guys before games have been played. And you know what? Uh, Kenyon Drake, after the two weeks we saw John, has taken this workhorse role and done great things with it. And I have a hard time seeing it not happening again against Buffalo. He's a lock for cash games. And uh, – you know, I felt I feel as good about him this week as I did maybe even Geo last week. And I know that's a different pricing structure, 3,100 to 59. But, man, there's not a ton of value this week. So I think I'm just going to eat the chalk with Drake this week. What about you? Yeah, I mean, in our preliminary projections that came out today on uh, Football Guys, Kenyon Drake is the uh, the most highly owned player on DraftKings tournaments at 31%. I think that as this as the uh, week goes on, we'll probably get higher because he's playing the uh, the league's friendliest defense to running backs, and that's the uh, the um, Buffalo Bills. Um, we talked already about what they've done uh, just last week. Frank Gore ran for 130 yards against them, and if we look at the type of volume that that Drake has gotten since he's taken on the full time role, 26 targets and 141 yards two weeks ago against Denver. And last week, uh, even though New England is fairly friendly, uh, they gave 30, 30 touches and over almost 200 total yards. This is a perfect spot for, uh, for him to do it again against Buffalo. And uh, I think he'll be very, very highly owned. And it's a must-play in cash games. I'm going to make a statement here. Chris Gimino, Steve Buzzard, are you listening? Are you listening to me here? Here. You guys, <laughs> you guys are the ownership guys, so hear me. Uh, I think he's going to be close to 50% owned. I do. I think in tournaments, I think he is. I think there's a, especially the high dollar ones, maybe not the Millie maker or $3 one, but um, anything the higher end, I think he's going to have upwards of 50% ownership. Uh, You're going to want to play three running backs this week. I'm telling you, I think that's the build and he's going to be one of those guys. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Is it back to the whole jam them in mentality that we came into the year with, with him, Austin and kind of, fell in our face because the last couple of weeks, this guy's looked like the same running back we saw last year, which was seemingly 30 fantasy points every single week. Yeah. If you can afford him, get him into your lineup. I think that the pricing is a little bit tighter this week than the previous two weeks. Um, But if you can get him in there, by all means, uh, he's a solid safe play cash games, GPPs go for it. And we'll talk about him and Brown in just a moment. But Alex Collins, there's the other guy that uh, is really standing out 
Austin. He played incredibly well last week um, against the Pittsburgh. Se- I mean, he he looked the part. You know, it's one thing to you know luck box into a couple of touchdowns, maybe break out a couple like a one long run, but this guy ran hard, broke tackles, and he has looked like a stud the last few weeks out there. Gets a matchup versus Cleveland, and again, just like Kenyon Drake, this was a game that um, didn't really count within the pricing algorithm. And if it did, I think he might be even like a thousand more expensive than he is this week. Especially on DraftKings, where he's only five thousand, uh, and the game script is going to work more in his favor this week than it did last week. And he had a great game last week, so he should just continue this role. I mean, his snaps went down a little bit more this past week and Woodhead's went up a little bit, but the game script should tilt that back in Collins favor this next week against Cleveland. Yeah. With lack of value. I think he stands out. Cause I'm not loving like the wide receiver value at all this week. So he's another one that's going to be really popular. John, you mentioned Jay Ajayi a little bit earlier in the running game for Philadelphia. Can I interest you him in him this week? Um, as a GPP play? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think so. I mean, he, look at what he's done over the past uh, four to five weeks. He started off his very first week. We really can't count much there because he, he got there on like a Wednesday. He still played 25% of the snaps that week. They had a bye week. We all came back. We were heavy on him thinking he's going to be very heavily involved and he was only 22%. But since then it's 30%, 42%, 51%. It's slowly going up. And now they have a real reason to ride him. And um, I yep. think do that against this, uh, this Giants defense that can be beaten on the ground. I think I agree fully with what you said there. Uh, Gurley, Fournette, um, I'm on team Todd Gurley over Fournette if I'm choosing one of those guys. Uh, and then Kamara and Ingram, this should be a smash spot for New Orleans. Do you have a preference there, guys? I mean, I think they're both good. I, I, I don't know how much to add. Play uh, for me, it would be Ingram. I think it's Ingram because he uh, it's a 16-point favorite, and if they get into a smash spot, he's the guy I think they want to feed near the end of the game, not the guy that just came off of a concussion who's more of a pass catcher. Austin, Austin. you're giving work. No, I'm going to play the, the higher upside guy even in cash. Uh, he may get fewer touches, and I agree that that's been the trend with Ingram before, but uh, – I think they're going to get pretty close to split even in this uh, high favorite situation. And maybe you just play them both. Who knows? Like, they're both going to do well. Like, I don't think either one's yeah. a bad play. Uh, and watch this be the week Drew Brees throws five touchdown passes. I'm just saying. Like, just just watch it finally happen. Um, Antonio <laughs> Brown is a stud. A stud. We love him. Uh, wide receiver now. Uh, Bell or Brown? Real quick, John. Who you prefer this week? Uh, it's a tough call. I think they're both really good plays, but I'll, I'll go with, with Brown simply because I know he's going to get more action and I'm, I'm not sure he can be game scripted out. Although I do think that, uh, Antonio Brown, if Belichick puts together a good game plan, can, can to some degree limit him. You agree that Austin, what's your, what's your take? Uh, I think there's more solid options at running back to, uh, pivot to pivot away from bell onto other options. So I'm going to say play Brown instead of bell. That means uh, I'm the tiebreaker here and I'm just going to chop my lineups and play half and half. So, uh, way to take a side. Uh, uh, Brandon cooks. I think he's got a sexy price over there on FanDuel this week, both Gronk and Hogan back. Be careful that, you know, who knows how that role and is, is going to amount for him, but in a game that should be a shootout, I think he kind of breaks back strong this week. Uh, all right, guys. 
What if I told you there's a guy this week at wide receiver who's only been averaging five and a half targets a game over the last five games, and he's going to be chalk? What would you think about that, John? Uh, I, it depends on what, what the price is. If it's minimum price, I can live with that. If it's, uh, you know, what if he's, what if he's like, I don't know, seven K ish over there on DraftKings? Yeah. That's going to be a bit much for me. Who are we talking about? Do you have any idea who I might be talking about Austin? The only guys that I can see significant leaps in production are green Bay receivers getting, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers back throwing to them. Um, no, no. No, Doug Baldwin, Doug Baldwin. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to see some chalk this week uh, against the Los Angeles Rams. I think people are going to want to potentially pair him up with Russell Wilson and uh, our early ownership projections. Again, it's early. I know Jamino it's early subject to change was like the third or fourth, fourth highest wide receiver in ownership this week, but the targets just haven't been there for him. So he's a little, bit risky i think he's more of a gpp play than a cash option uh jordy and adams uh austin i know you really like this situation for jordy do you do you like him more than Devonte adams uh i do i mean the same price on the draft. yeah they're, they're basically the same price um nelson's a smidge cheaper um i would i would take nelson over adams john i'm on adams so you're the tiebreaker I'm going to go with Austin, even though he's been disagreeing with me. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with him here. I think I think there's just too much of a rapport there that these guys, I think that he just get right back into it with him this week. All right. Um, we are running way late. Let's keep just go moving to tight end, and I'll make it quick. Jimmy Graham, super cheap on DraftKings. He's like 4,900 this week. Um, and I also, though, kind of like Big Vern this week at 3,900 on DraftKings, seven targets, Last week versus Arizona, again, we've got, you know, no Jordan. Um, Jordan Reed, he's going to be out. So under 4K, I kind of like him at that price point. It's dipped a good bit. Um, now, Gronk, Kelsey, Ertz. I personally don't think they fit cash game builds this week. But if you're foalsing this week, John, you're playing the foals, man. Do you just naturally play Ertz to go with them? Or do you like Kelsey or Gronk better, knowing you can save them? Uh, I, I mean, I think uh, for me, it's probably Ertz. He, he's he's thirteen hundred dollars cheaper, I think, on DraftKings. Uh, we know that uh, if if the Eagles' passing game is going to do anything, it likely goes through him, especially with Foles at quarterback. Uh, Gronk, there are just so many people that can they can go to in that offense, and um, I you know I think he's got the higher upside. He's the more exciting player to watch. Uh, the, the game's going to be higher scoring. But the, uh, the likelihood of him landing a zero is higher than Ertz landing a zero. All right, defense is easy. Jags play TJ Yates at home. The Saints play Bryce Petty at home. And the Ravens play Deshaun Kaiser. Play one of those three defenses. Next, let's go to game flows, John. And uh, Rams, Seattle, New England, Pittsburgh, what I got on my sheet here. Um, so... What do you think? Rams, Seattle. Let's talk about that one. I think we all know New England, Pittsburgh could just be stackable from top to bottom. No doubt. Yeah. Not a whole lot to talk about in that Pittsburgh, New England game, other than the total it's 53 points, you know, you're going to, uh, you're going to get a lot of action there in the offenses. So maybe the, the one that we build, build out a little more is uh, the Rams at Seattle. Uh, it's only a 47 and a half total only. I mean, that's kind of middle of the road, maybe a little bit higher than norm. 
Uh, you got the Rams, fastest overall offense in the entire league in neutral situations. And Seattle's not too far behind. They're ninth. So I think that this is one of these games where you could see a lot of, uh, a lot of back and forth. These are uh, two defenses that are not good uh, any, anymore or as good as they were. I know that on, on paper, I think the Rams are, are maybe fourth DVOA. But uh, last week we saw DVOA pass defense didn't matter for Russell Wilson going against Jacksonville with three touchdowns. And uh, Seattle's pretty banged up. So all these things together, this looks like a game that could shoot out. And you're going to get it at a fraction of the ownership that you would if you're stacking that one versus the Pittsburgh-New uh, England game. Uh, let's get to our wide receiver cornerback matchups here this week. And, um, John, this is your segment. So what you all right, got? Let's, let's do it. So uh, Julio Jones, he's going up against Tampa Bay. Do we remember what he did last time he played Tampa Bay? Uh, I believe that was 12 catches, 250 some odd yards and a pair of touchdowns. Yeah. Brent Grimes and Ryan Smith will not sleep well this week. I'm not even going to give you the numbers on, on those guys. Just trust me that Julio Jones has a great matchup. Uh, Keenan Allen going to go up against uh, Steven Nelson there in Kansas city over the past five weeks. He's ranked 73rd out of 80 qualifying cornerbacks on pro football focus been targeted every five coverage snaps and he's allowed the seventh most yardage over the past five weeks. Speaking of the past five weeks and the most yardage, Marquise Lee will line up across from Jonathan Joseph this week. He's allowed the ninth most yardage over that time span, been targeted once every 5.1 coverage snaps, allowing uh, 114 quarterback rating. This is a really good spot for Marquise Lee who is going to be owned at a fraction of what we're going to see with D.D. Westbrook this week, who's going to be a, a crowd favorite. So if you want a leverage point against D.D. Uh, Westbrook in, in GPPs, I think he's the guy. And then uh, the, the last one here, Devin Funches and how do we even say it? De Demir Bird? Uh, Demir Bird, yes. Demir Bird. Um, I was putting together the Vegas value chart for football guys today. And one of the things that stuck out to me were the snap counts last week for wide receivers there in Carolina. And uh, Demir Bird is sneaking up there. He's surpassed uh, everybody else except for Devin Funches. He was at 60% last week. And as I do a bit, a bit more reading on him, he's a speedster, 4.28, 40 and uh, I think Evan Silva tweeted out this evening. He's got something, some crazy verticals uh, jump. Uh, he's, a, he's a speedster, and he's going to stretch the field. So he's a GPP dart at, at low, at the minimum cost, going up against Demarius Randall and uh, Devon House. Now, over the past five games, Green Bay hasn't actually done too bad against, uh, against quarterbacks, uh, wide receivers. But if you look at who they played, they played Cleveland. They played Tampa Bay. They had one bad game in there that was against Pittsburgh. And I think that's understandable. And then they played Baltimore and Chicago. This is a game where I think Cam Newton breaks out. I think he has a really good game and look for Devin Funches and Demir Bird to be the uh, recipients of that bounce back. Uh, in terms of avoids, Josh Doxson's going up against Patrick Peterson. This guy's allowed 330 yards in coverage all season, less than 30 yards per game. AJ Green, Goes up against Xavier Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes had one bad game uh, on Thanksgiving. He, he allowed uh, Marvin Jones to thrash him. Since then, he allowed Julio Jones to go two for 26 and Devin Funches for one, one catch for 22 yards. 
And then lastly, Tyree Kill goes up against Casey Hayward. Casey Hayward, the most catches he allowed any receiver all season is four, and he's allowing uh, 27 yards per game in coverage. Uh, I think that this is a, an avoid spot for Tyree Kill. All right, we've, we've got fool's gold and bounce back here. Um, looking at last week, uh, if I had to say a winner, ooh, man, we all me. pretty much <laughs> lost again last week. Derek Carr bounced back. Lamar Miller. I mean, you guess you win the bounce back last week, Austin, with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but fool's gold, Jamal Williams, no. Um, Kerwin Williams, good call there, John, um, as your fool's gold. And Gio Bernard not in the Millie Maker winning lineup. I don't even know if that happened. I don't even – I'm guessing it didn't. It. He was in it. I think he was in it. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure. Uh, so we sucked last week. That means we're going to do better this week. Uh, Austin, you lead us off. What you got? Oh, good. Um, bounce back. I've got Jordy Nelson. I've talked about him quite a bit already. Uh, fool's gold. I had trouble coming up with a high ownership guy that uh, I dislike this week. Christian McCaffrey is about as high on the ownership I could find. Um, I feel like people play him over and over with the potential of his, uh, you know, excitement of watching him play, but he's just not getting enough touches per game. You're pretty much banking on him getting touchdowns if you're playing him. And I just don't think he has enough upside as a GPP play, and he's not getting enough action to be safe enough to be a cash play. So I don't like him this week. All right, John, what do you got? Uh, bounce back, fool's gold. Uh, my fool's gold this week, I, I touched on this just a bit ago. D.D. Uh, Westbrook, I'll have a little bit of him, but I'm going to be under the field. Uh, we currently have him as the third highest uh, owned wide receiver on DraftKings behind uh, – Devin Funches and Antonio Brown. I think that's too high. Uh, if you look at the, his numbers over the past four weeks since he's been playing full-time, they're very similar to Marquise Lee. And Marquise Lee is, uh, is going to be anywhere from two to four times lower owned than D.D. Westbrook. So I'll be fading him and hoping for a bad game. Um, it is Houston. It is a good matchup. But the other part of this is you got to think if they're, uh, what are they, 11-point favorites, I think? 11-point yep, favorites? Yep, 11. Yep. I mean, how much yep. Leonard Fournette are we going to see in this game? Uh, how much will they need to throw the ball? Do you put the ball in Blake Bortles' hands, or do you give it to the guy you drafted in the first round and hope that he just uh, wins the game for you? So from my perspective, I think D.D. Westbrook is going to be over-owned for the type of uh, upside that he brings to the situation, and I'll have less than him uh, than the field. In terms of bounce back, um, already, already talked about this. I think Tom Brady is in a great spot against this Pittsburgh secondary on paper, they're, they're a tough pass defense. Um, I wish that that would be enough to keep people from uh, owning him. He'll still be a, a top-tier owned uh, uh, quarterback this week. But uh, this Pittsburgh defense hasn't played anybody all season. If you don't believe me, you look at the game logs. They, the best quarterback they've seen is, is Stafford. And uh, lately, they've been bleeding points to, to names like Flacco and, uh, and uh, uh, Dalton and so forth. So this is a really good spot for a bounce back game from Tom Brady after a disappointing Monday night performance. Yeah, and I'm going to kind of go along those lines of mine. I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks in that bounce back spot too. I think you got to pick your spots with him. And uh, I think that this is exactly one of them. You've touched up on it, John. Uh, just the, the lack of competition that maybe this, this Pittsburgh defense – is played to this point and you love cooks is it just takes one it gets one 
and takes it to the house. You're done. You don't even have to worry about it. Then he takes two to the house and then you're dancing. You're excited. You got a shot at winning a million bucks. So I like him a good bit this week. Uh, Fool's gold for me is a little bit tougher. You know, I think my copping out if I say DeAndre Hopkins, is that is that a cop out? Uh, not completely. I mean, I'm not on him either because of this really tough matchup, but there's still going to be people who are on him because they see the big games and the crazy amounts of targets. 5% yeah. owned. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, that's a cop out, but it's okay. It's oh, okay. Like- okay. Okay. Well, don't worry. John, okay, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'll, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go with this one instead. Todd Gurley outscores Le'Veon Bell this week. I like him better. If I'm choosing okay. between those two, it's not really a fool's gold, but kind of close. Uh, all right. Who you, who you got? We got actually time for this one. This is amazing. We usually have to skip this at the end, but we got time. Uh, best luxury tight end on DraftKings. Is it Gronk? Is it Ertz? Um, I think we touched up on this a little bit earlier with John, but Austin, do you feel the same way? He said Ertz earlier. What do you think? Yeah, if we're talking DK, then Ertz. Although on FanDuel, I think it's more of a question because Kelsey is 200 cheaper. So I think that's a tougher call. But Ertz at only 6,000 on DK, he's the guy I want. The one thing I did yeah, think about Ert- is uh, Pittsburgh is number one DVOA against uh, tight ends. And using uh, Austin's normalized strength of schedule tool, minus 28% production against tight ends. So this is not a great matchup for Gronkowski. And we already know what the the matchup you pointed out earlier, tight ends against New York giants. Uh, All right. Choose one stealer for DK GPPs. Le'Veon at 30% owned Brown at 30% owned or Juju on that beat at just 10% owned. I like Juju. I think that lower ownership and the lower price, uh, I like that. I, I could see some lineups where I fade both of the top Steelers and go just Juju here. I think Juju's interesting just because there's like no value wide receivers this week. You know, you talked about D.D. Westbrook being like the third or fourth highest projected ownership guy in the, in the league uh, uh, this week. And it's like D.D. Westbrook, he's only like 51. It's not like he's, 3k or anything like that so i think juju could be an interesting pivot that gets overlooked so uh i'll go with you uh let's make it unanimous i'm kind of with you guys from a game strategy perspective 10 percent owned um big game home game this guy that he's a crowd favorite already and uh, not even the whole way through his first season i think this is a great spot for him and uh while that new england defense is worried about levy on bell and uh, antonio brown maybe juju uh gets out and, and breaks one all right, last one. I love this one. Most likely to score two touchdowns this week. Main slate. Don't give me Julio Jones, John. Damn it. Uh, that's who I have. Right, so then, um, but I do have a backup in case you give that to me. So um, Antonio Brown against New England. I, I think if, if there's a, a wide receiver that's going to score two touchdowns, he's the most logical because he has that degree of talent. I think this game goes back and forth quite a bit. Austin. Uh, shoot. He's not on the main you slate are... either. I was going to go to Keenan Allen, and I'm like, he's not on the main slate either. We got five games off the main slate this week. Um, I'll go, you know what? Adam Thielen. I like it. Uh, I'm going to say Todd Gurley. I love Todd Gurley this week, especially with 
good old McVeigh saying we need to, uh, you know, kind of even out our, our, our play calling a little bit more. I mean, he's been great. He just hasn't been fed the ball lately. So I think we're going to see some more Todd Gurley this week. John sighed with his eyes. John sighed with his eyes. Because <laughs> why are you sighing? Because why the, are you question, sighing, John? the question was wide receiver, and, and John's like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, was it really wide receiver? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's terrible. Terrible job by me. Okay. Uh, now I got to think of something. Uh, Brandon Cooks. There we go. I'll say Brandon yeah. Cooks. My I just go back to that one. Um, we're out of here, boys and girls. Hopefully you enjoyed this show. We've got one more of these to go next week, and then we are done for this football season. So much thanks to John and Austin. Check them out over at footballguys.com. Check us out Sunday afternoon while you're watching the game. Fire us up on your laptop, on your iPad. And enjoy a fun second screen experience while you uh, watch fantasy football on a uh, on a wonderful Sunday so that's what we got going on we also got Crane we got Rebar and we got Evan Silva with the DFS pick six that is coming after us today so stay tuned for those guys and remember as always find us over on YouTube you can find all the great content we've got at Roto Grinders and of course over there at Football Guys they've got the Power Grid show coming up I believe tomorrow right fellas Is that right yes yeah. we release those uh, on Friday mornings Friday morning record tomorrow get them on Friday for Austin, for John, I'm Dan wishing you luck this week 15. And as always, we will see you.